Episode 9, One-on-One Rewind, Story of Tigre. The music in this podcast has been taken from bensound.com. You're listening to me, Anusha, and here on today, I'm going to break down one of the conflicts that has been taking a threatening outrun since the past six months. But it seems as if not much media attention, as well as international attention, has been garnered in this matter. It is shedding light on the cruelest atrocities that has been taking place in Tigre, Ethiopia. With this podcast, I want to clarify that everything I say is the result based on my study and observation through various reliable sites and research papers. In addition, some of my personal views are in no way a reflection of the voices of the civilians living in Ethiopia in general or in Eritrea. I apologize if my pronunciation of the places or the names do not reflect the native dialect. As most of the conflict dates back to the start of World War, our story today about Ethiopia and Eritrea is of the same relics. To know what is happening in Chigre right now, we must dive into the real history itself, unfold the biggest players one by one and shed light upon the atrocities happening in Tigre. Tigre is one of the 10 regions of Ethiopia which is located in the northernmost part of the country and shares a border with Eritrea. And to know why hundreds of people in Tigre are are being massacred, we must know the long conflict history of our two big players, Ethiopia and Eritrea. I will actually start off the history point in 1974, but hold on to that thought because before we dive into 1974, it is important to know that Eritrea was a part of Ethiopia, but from 1869 to 1941, it was colonized by Italy. After World War II, Italy was forced to forfeit all of its colonies and the fate of Eritrea rested on the United Nations, who decided that Eritrea should be united with Ethiopia but should be allowed to keep its own flag, laws, and language. Eritrea enjoyed some of its autonomy until 1961, when Eritrea was stripped of all of its independence and became just another region of Ethiopia. Of course, the resentment of the people of Eritrea persisted towards Ethiopia for stripping them of their independence, which plays a crucial role in the conflict that follows in coming years. Alright, we have established a certain background there about Eritrea. Let's start off again from the point 1974. It was in 1974 when the Ethiopian revolution ended the longest ruling monarchy in African history. Haile Selassie, and he was overthrown basically for the reasons such as inequality, lack of development, and democracy in Ethiopia. Later, a Marxist government took over known as the Dergu, which also quickly turned into a very bad regime, a dictatorship that started to plunge the country into red terror where many young people died, an anarchic dictatorship the people of Ethiopia never wanted. Due to the fragile state of the nation because of famine and worse economic conditions, by the late 1980s, the Ethiopian state was threatened by organized rebel groups throughout the countryside. They were Oromo people supporting the Oromo Liberation Front, the Tigrians supporting the Tigrian People Liberation Front, and the Eritreans supporting the Eritrean People's Liberation Front. They together formed the Ethiopian People's Revolutionary Democratic Front, who represented all the major ethnicities in Ethiopia except the Eritreans, and launched an assault that in 1991 resulted in the fall of the dictatorship. 
Ethiopian People's Revolutionary Democratic Front took the control of Ethiopia's capital city, Addis Ababa, and Eritrea became an independent nation controlling the port of Assab, which is near the Red Sea. But there was a massive problem. The borders of Eritrea had never been clearly defined, perhaps because the Italians always desired to take more of Ethiopia, they did not clearly identify the southern border of Eritrea. We don't know this, but this posed a central issue to spark more conflict between the two nations. There were many efforts to solve this issue, but it all went deaf ear. One after the other, the anger kept piling up. Ethiopia Ethiopia was angry with Eritrea for charging a high price to export its coffee to the ports of Assab, and Eritrea was angry at Ethiopia for establishing interstate transactions in dollars. These are only some tensions. The real confrontation came in when Eritrea decided to march its armed troops at the de facto border at Badme. The conflict escalated between the two nations for the reason to control the border town of Badme. The town, by its description, is very humble, dusty with no apparent value of oil or diamond, but both the countries wanted it on their side of the border. Only in 2000, both the parties decided to sign a peace agreement in Algeris. The agreement established three bodies to implement peace and resolve the dispute. 1. Establishing an investigative body to examine the origin of the conflict. 2. A boundary commission to demarcate the border. and 3. A claims commission to arbitrate loss, damage, or injury by one party against the other. And because of this reason, the UN peacekeepers were deployed in the region. But in 2004, the boundary commission declared Badme as Eritrean. As a result, Ethiopia then rejected the decision and for many years, the conflict stood frozen with tensions rising on both sides and no peace being signed. It was only until 2018 when Mr. Abiy Ahmed, through the democratic means, became the Prime Minister of Ethiopia. He was the first non-Tigray leader and considered himself a democratic reformist. On 5th of June 2018, the Ethiopian People's Revolutionary Democratic Front announced that Ethiopia would return the city of Badme to Eritrea. This decision was sudden and was strongly condemned by the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front who looked over the Tigray region in Ethiopia. This sparked a huge protest. The summit of 8th and 9th July of 2018 between Ethiopia and Eritrea declared the end of the conflict, which earned Abiy Ahmed a Nobel Prize in 2019. Despite the announcement, as of now, no initiative to give Badme to Eritrea has been done as the Tigray opposition is very strong in Ethiopia. We must also understand that Eritrea is a bitter enemy of the Tigray People's Liberation Front, this very same party that dominated Ethiopian politics for nearly three decades before falling with the appointment of Abiy Ahmed as Prime Minister in 2018. Abiy Ahmed had begun to sideline the Tigrayan elites as they refused to join the new party formed by him. He saw Tigray People's Liberation Front as a main obstacle to his reforms. Now the 
conflict in Tigray escalated when Prime Minister Abiy Ahmed ordered the federal soldiers, the Ethiopian Defense Forces, on 4th November 2020 to militarily engage with Tigray People's Liberation Front in what he stated was a response to multiple attacks by the Tigray Security Forces towards the Ethiopian Federal Forces. So there you have it. Inside Ethiopia, there are two fragments fighting each other. One is the Federal Force composed of the Prime Minister's Federal Army and Forces of Amhara, and at the other side is Tigray Regional Forces. On 9th of November 2020, Amnesty International confirmed that in Maikhadra, a town in Ethiopia's Tigray region, it was stated that likely hundreds, estimation of 500 non-Tigrayan people, mainly day laborers, were stabbed or hacked to death with sharp weapons such as knife and machetes. The responsibilities of this horrific tragedy has been said to taken by the Tigray People's Liberation Front. Since the declaration on 4th November, Tigray has been severely restricted due to ongoing military actions. There is a communication blackout and suspension of civilian flights to the airports in this region. Another similar incident happened on 19th November 2020. Ethiopian and Eritrean military forces took control of Axum, a town in Tigray, where there was killing and displacing civilians with indiscriminate shelling and shooting. Witnesses could easily identify the Eritrean forces with Eritrean license plate. However, both Ethiopia and Eritrea deny the presence of Eritrean soldiers in the Tigray region, which makes the matter even more complicated. The worst of the violence came in 28 to 29 November 2020 when Tigray People's Liberation Front attacked a military base on Mai Koho Mountain. As a retaliation, the Eritrean soldiers open fired on everyone, ones who were holding arms, ones who were fleeing the scene, and even the civilians. They even shot at anyone who tried to move the dead bodies. The soldiers continued to carry out house-to-house -house raids, hunting down and killing adult men, as well as some teenage boys and smaller number of women. Amnesty International has collected the names of more than 240 of the civilians, but consistent witness testimonies and evidence reveal that hundreds of residents were killed. International humanitarian law prohibits deliberate targeting of civilians, indiscriminate attacks and looting. Violations of these rules constitute war crimes. Unlawful killings against the civilian population are crimes against humanity, and Eritrean soldiers seem to have defied each one of these laws. And the story doesn't end here. CNN has released a gruesome video as of April 2021, where at least 11 men were executed by men wearing Ethiopian army uniforms, which supposedly happened on January 15, 2021. In addition, there have been appalling reports of widespread rape and other gender-based violence targeting women and girls across Tigray. And you might be asking and wondering why are Eritrean forces committing such heinous crimes in Tigray? One of my speculation is because the Tigray People's Liberation Front is a sworn enemy of Eritrea, and Eritrea wants to see the end of Tigray People's Liberation Front as 18 years ago they had humiliated the president of Eritrea by taking over Badme and refusing to withdraw.
Six months have already passed since the first conflict in Tigray started. There is so much evidence of human rights and international humanitarian law violations, but there has been very less response from the African Union and United Nations. As of 24th of May 2021, the United States has announced visa restrictions on Ethiopian and Eritrean officials, accusing them of doing nothing to solve the gruesome violence and the killings. But the conflict escalates, costing lives of many innocent civilians living in the Tigray region that has been cut off from the world with internet blackouts and limited movements in the region. We do not know how many casualties will fall in coming days with no hint of the killings being stopped, with no hope of peace being made and with no humanitarian assistance available. And that is where you come in. Spread the word, educate people around you, force world leaders to take action. Notice them, notice Tigray. That's a story for you about Tigray in Ethiopia here on One on One Rewind. My name is Anusha and you can go on ahead and share their story. Educate as many people as you can. And you can also share the story on your social media with the hashtag notice the war, the peace. Until next time, I wish more power to us and the world we live in. Peace.